0: Peggy O'Toole is here from Winneka, Los Angeles, and she is thrilled to share information with the world and inspire women to silence their inner mean girl and radiate their feminine power. After working over 40 years in clinical labs, she is excited to now be doing what she loves. Her book, Goddess Dreams, just launched in November of 2022. She hopes women recognize themselves in the stories and that parents read them to their daughters to illustrate how wonderful being a woman can actually be. Peggy calls herself the Grandma Moses of storytelling. She Mm -hmm. is also a survival of childhood abuse, went through two divorces, spent over a decade as a single mom, almost two decades as her mom's caretaker, and recently lost her husband, but still sees her life as delicious and herself. As unstoppable. By facing her doubts, challenges, and fears with courage, she has had a successful career, raised two children, and became financially independent, traveled the world, found true love, and published the book. She believes all women are goddesses, and they inherently have all the skills they need to manifest their heart's desires. If they get past their negative self-talk, recognize and use their feminine powers in this session of how to silence your inner mean girl and find your inner goddess i'm jennifer regular host of awaken and ascend and excited and welcome peggy to the show peggy it's so wonderful to have you here i'm so excited to have you oh
1: jennifer it's absolutely wonderful to be here I'm, i'm thrilled actually
0: It's amazing how much you've actually gone through in your lifetime, multiple lifetimes, I imagine. (laughs) Each piece of the puzzle that's come together and the journey that's gotten you here today after publishing a book, after going through all of those tumultuous experiences that you have, that you call yourself unstoppable, that you radiate this feminine power. And I am so excited to hear, how do you do that? (laughs)
1: Well, as you said in, your, in the intro, one of the things that you have to do is to get beyond your the things you're telling yourself, those little demons that are sitting on your shoulders saying, you can't do this, or you know, you're know you not lovable, or whatever it is. Um, and when I, I did find myself at age 50, um, and I was at a place in my life where, I, I guess you would say I almost hit bottom in a way. Um, my, uh, I was working in a career I didn't love. I didn't care about. Um, I had been gone through two divorces. I was, uh, my kids were at school, so I was an empty nester, and I was sitting in my home alone and thinking, you know what? I've done everything in my life I really wanted to do. I got married. I had kids. You know, if I die tomorrow, it really doesn't matter too much. <laughs> you know, I didn't see anything ahead of me. And I was feeling, I'd been dating for 11 years and without success, a funny relationship. And I thought, you know, there's, I was also saying to myself, there must be something wrong with you. You know, you must be unlovable. And I don't know exactly what it was. I, I sort of had an epiphany on that day. I don't know if I saw the sunset or what it was, but I just had a complete mind shift, almost in a moment, and I started thinking to myself, you know what, you're, you're really crazy, you're thinking of yourself as being unlovable because you don't have a man in your life, that's a very narrow definition of love, you are loved by so many people, you have parents that love you, you have siblings that love you, your kids love you, your friends love you. You know, you are a worthy person. You know, just enjoy your life, if you have a man in it or not. So what? Just start having fun again. And, and so I, I honestly did from that moment on, and magically, um, with that mindset, when I finally thought of myself as lovable, I became lovable, I believe, and I met my husband, um, Ron, uh, about three months later, I think. And we, you know, we knew almost instantly that we were meant to be together. He actually used to make this really silly joke uh, (laughs) that he would say over and over again that I was one year, one month and one day younger than him. So I was the one for him. (laughs) And, uh, and we just started living our lives together. And that the time with him was honestly the best time of my life. And so it certainly wasn't over as I was sitting alone in that living room.
0: Certainly not. And where did it
1: come from to have the inspiration for your book? Um, well, my my book is it's actually kind of, I think, an interesting story uh, One of the things I think that is really critically important for women is to be in community with other women. And I had always wanted that for myself and I had never really found it until the pandemic, magically. (laughs) The pandemic happened and all of my dance classes and everything were closed down. But one of my one of the women from one of my dance classes told me about a group of women online on Zoom um, called the Goddess Life Network. And so in April of 2020, I joined the Goddess Life Network. And it is uh, is all on Zoom, and they, they turned out to be this wonderful group of women that were I felt were very like-minded they enjoyed the same kinds of things I did they enjoyed belly dance they were into meditation they they it was unlike any other group of women I'd ever even heard about and they offered all of these interesting things as part of the their membership and one of them was online belly dance classes (laughs) and since I was a belly dancer of course I decided to participate in that and the woman who ran one of these classes her name is Marcy Darling and she is a published author of I think she has four books um, published before I, I when I met her and she would teach the belly dance classes and at the end of the class she would give us a writing prompt and these writing prompts were I found just so inspiring they were they were magical they were imaginative they were whimsical they were uh, you know it wasn't like what did you do on summer vacation kind of writing prompt <laughs> they were they were amazing and I was inspired by them to start writing stories to them and i I did so she kept giving classes I kept giving writing prompts I kept writing stories <laughs> and after I had about 50 of them, I started to think, gee, I I think I have a book here. Um, But because I hadn't written all the words, she had written the writing prompts, I knew I couldn't do it alone. So I had to kind of get brave and approach her and ask her if she would be willing to co-author the book with me. And she said yes. So I uh, that's kind of how it got started. But it wasn't just the stories themselves that made me want to put it into a book. It was the fact that these, the stories, all almost all of them are about women and women being the best that they could possibly be. That I felt that it would be inspiring to other people. It was women who were being collaborative leaders or going for the kinds of things that they wanted to have in their lives. And I thought that the book would be inspirational to other women as well. And that I would actually, by publishing the book, would be doing a service to the world.
0: I love that you're projecting this service to the world through your book, through inspiration, through the stories and through community and connection and really discovering that feminine power. You also talk about this inner mean girl, though, that we also have. So yeah. that. How has that
1: shown up in your life or the women that you know? <clears throat> well, I think almost everybody has stories that they tell themselves to kind of keep themselves from going forward. You know, that I'm, I could be telling myself now, I'm too busy. You know, <laughs> I've got too much to do to enjoy my life. Um, somebody might say, I can't, I, I I, could never do art because my fifth grade teacher told me I wasn't an artist, you know, but that was what re- they really wanted to do. So there's, uh, throughout my 70 plus year life, I'm 76 now, I think I have finally come to a formula of a way to silence those those angry girls that are telling you that you can't that you can't be the best that you can be can be possibly be that you can't live your dreams that you can't have what you want and so that's that's what i'm talking about when i say inner mean girls it's those those angry voices that are limiting you that are destructive that are negative in your life when you talk about that through like being
0: an artist wanting to paint. It reminded me of a quote from about from Vincent Van Gogh that said, if you hear a voice inside your head that says you're not a painter, then paint. And that voice will be silenced.
1: Yeah, exactly. And sometimes you know, for me right now, because I'm in the middle of grieving for my husband, I found that. Not only does the the writing that I'm doing um, give me that sense of being a creator that is so important to me, but it it also when i'm when I'm writing, I don't feel alone. so mm-hmm. it's it can also give you other benefits, additional benefits as well. So how can we get how can we silence that
0: inner voice that tells us we're not enough or that we can't or that we shouldn't? How can we silence that and really start to embody and emanate and radiate
1: that feminine power? Well, there there are lots of different techniques that you can use, but I think the very first thing to do is to just identify what you're telling yourself that's in your way. And one of the ways you can do that is to start out by journaling and just try and figure out what your vision is for your life and what you're telling yourself that is keeping you from that vision. And then once you have started to identify those negative voices, I think it's um, probably best to concentrate on one at a time. <laughs> and I, I really recommend finding a, um, a sacred space for yourself and doing some deep breathing or meditation and then just try and figure out exactly where the voice came from. You know, when did you start feeling that? When did you start thinking that? What, uh, where were you? How was it when you were five years old? And now it served you then, maybe it protected you then. But if once it start, stops protecting you and is no longer serving you, it's something that you need to let go of. And it's hard because a lot of times those feel like truths to us. They feel like our safety net. There are go-to places. There are uh, there are habits. There are they feel like our identity. And oftentimes, in letting them go, we have to let things go that are hard. You know, you might have to let go of a relationship that isn't working for you. So there's often loss involved, but you need to have something in place of that loss that lights you up that gives you that radiance and once you realize that that's possible for yourself then you can uh, start making your one day plan or two week plan or one year plan or whatever it is to start doing the steps that you need to do to put that in place and i I can give you an example um, in my own life where it was my i had been married for my first marriage um and it was not working out very well for me and i started to my husband was wanted to see other women and (laughs) wanted an open relationship and it wasn't what i wanted and i actually attended a self-actualization course and there was an exercise there that I found very helpful and that pushed me forward where they kept asking you, what do you want? <laughs> and they asked it like five times each time more forcibly, you know, and, and at, at first I said, I wanna be happy. And then I said, maybe something like, um, I want my husband to to stop seeing other women, <laughs> you know, and or and then maybe I said, I want to stop feeling angry all the time and by the time it got to the fifth uh, what do you want I realized that uh, I was finally at the truth because tears were pouring down my face and I realized that what I really wanted was to be out of my relationship with my husband and because there was no way I was going to change him you can only change yourself and And the being with him was making me feel angry and upset all the time. And I was stopping loving myself because of it. And I had to get myself out of that relationship. And so I asked for a separation and it's, it's not easy. It's not easy. There were there. It took me two years to, to get over that loss of that. Not so much the relationship, but the idea that about happily ever after marriage (laughs) that i had to let go of so it's it's just a matter of getting to what you really want in your life and taking the steps that you need to do to get there
0: yes yeah so what i'm hearing in that is really that our attachments to ideas or beliefs or people can literally hold us back from truly living our dreams, for living our values, for being true to who we are and be able to be a full expression of that. And where you found that that wasn't possible in this relationship, but you knew your values, you knew having an open relationship wasn't what you wanted. It's not how you wanted to be living your life. And fully embracing that as part of you and being real with yourself also brings up those tears. Because right? mm-hmm. you're honoring your own needs, your own values. And there is loss involved. It's, it's recognizing impermanence, right? That things do change.
1: Yeah, do we, change. we
0: change all the time. <laughs> Absolutely. And it can really rattle our sense of safety. It shakes things up, right? Yeah. And so I love that you brought this idea of creating a sacred space for yourself. Because it gives a nice container to support ourselves, to nourish ourselves, to nurture ourselves, and to feel safe and secure in that space. So describe a little bit more about what a sacred space might actually look like. How can we feel into
1: that? How to create that and build that? Well, actually, my sacred space is where I'm sitting right now. It's my, uh, what I think of as my my goddess room, I, I have uh, crystals hanging in my windows instead of curtains, and they make rainbows on my, uh, on my walls when I wake up in the morning. And that is an extra bonus for me right now. Because I, you know, my, as you know, my husband passed recently, but I, I personally feel that energy, that energy of love still is there. And so I kind of see my husband in rainbows. So when I see the rainbows in the morning, I say, hi, Ron, thanks for <laughs> starting my day off right. <laughs> yeah, it's creating
0: those feelings and what you want to experience and sets up the conditions for that, right? To experience joy and wonder and connection and love. And it's all right there. It's all right there. Like you said, it's right where you're sitting. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah and you talked about having a let go of a lot but you also spoke about doing what you love and I find when we do step into that when we do embody our life and our own expression of it and start doing what we love what lights us up, what makes our hearts sing then all of the things that's not aligned with that just naturally go they naturally dissolve because it's not aligned, it's not of the same frequency And so we don't always have to consciously let things go, I find. Sometimes we do with a decision, right, or an intention. Sometimes when we just redirect our attention, energy, and resources to what matters most to us, then anything that doesn't so much just kind of falls to the back burner and eventually just goes away. (laughs) It just dissolves because it's not part of the story anymore. It's not part of what actually
1: makes your heart sing. Uh, that's true but I think so many women myself included stay stuck doing those things that don't light them up. I stayed stuck in for over 41 years working mm-hmm. in what was what I thought of as my second interest in life because I thought it would be safe mm-hmm. and that I could I could be I could take care of myself uh, and my family if I, didn't go for what lit me up, but I went for what was safe. Yes, <laughs> and, yes. I, and I, and I stayed with it. I mean, when I was, when I was uh, probably four years old, you talked about being in an abusive relationship as a little girl. Well, I saw my parents first knock them down, drag them out fight when I was four years old. And I remember um, seeing my mom on the floor crying miserably, and my dad had had stormed out. And I remember thinking to myself at the time, you can't count on either of these people. You're on your own. <clears throat> and so I think I went forward from my life at that moment. I made a decision when I was four years old that I was going to have to take care of myself. And that was no I couldn't count on anybody else. Mm. And so when it came to taking risks, like being a writer or an artist or things that made me happy or an actress, I I was good at all of those things when I was growing up. And it's, those are the things that I really love doing, but I decided, oh, yeah, it's too risky. (laughs) You know, how many successful women uh, artists do you know? You know? And it was hard for me to think of it. So I I went for my second uh, interest, which was biology and became a microbiologist. And 41 years later, I was my boss was being horrible to me. And I was so unhappy that I called my husband up on the phone and I said, can I quit my job? (laughs) (laughs) Not knowing. I, I had no safety net at all. I had no plans. I was making a lot of money and I'm, I'm going, okay, all of a sudden that, that 100,000 plus a year is going to be gone. What are we going to do? Mm-hmm. But it, it works out. Sometimes you really have to take that leap of faith and hope you're going to grow your wings on the way down. Yes. Grow your wings on the way down.
0: <laughs> I love it when that parachute actually opens. right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Something to carry us through. <laughs>
1: yeah. and, and magically it happens. And once you do find your, get out of those, uh, let go of that safety net that you've been clinging to so desperately and allow yourself to, to start living in joy, you know, it, it makes all the difference. And that's how you begin to find your inner goddess and start to radiate, and start choosing things. You know, you stop putting limits on yourself. Um, I was—I think it was uh, about a year ago. I—I uh, I had been taking some online burlesque classes, and the woman who ran it, she used fire in her in her act. And uh, so she was holding this workshop out in the desert called Fire and Flight. Hmm. And in in it, you were going to learn how to work with fire and get up on the uh, the rings doing the aerial work or silks or whatever. And I thought, well, I'm 75, but why not? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Sounds like fun. (laughs)
0: Oh my gosh, that's amazing. It's amazing. It sounds like you've had such a full life, like that you've totally embraced it. All the good, the bad, and the ugly. Just, you know, really built the capacity to hold it all and have this human life, this human experience that we are here for, you know, and really embody what's being presented for us, what life experiences we're choosing, what kind of feelings we want to experience, setting up that sacred space. For yourself to feel safe and secure and build up the trust to trust the process to have faith and to know that that parachute's gonna open or that you will grow wings (laughs) along the way. (laughs) You will somehow be carried through and get to the other side. And I love that you call yourself unstoppable (laughs) because you (laughs) know that no matter what life throws at you and tries to knock you down, you found a way
1: to keep going
0: forward. And now you're inspiring hundreds, thousands of people through goddess yeah. dreams and the inspiration to really step into your feminine power. And I wonder if there's any other final words of wisdom you want to share around that. Also show us your book and how we can get in touch with
1: you. Okay. Well, I think the, the words of wisdom I have for for everybody watching is that you are a goddess. You You are. You already have it within you. You just have to, to reach in and find it and take that leap of faith I was talking about mm. because you already know what to do to get what you want. Yes. And I think <clears throat> I will hold up my book. You know, I don't know if you can see it there with oh, a pretty- Oh, it's gorgeous. On the front and it's uh i'm very very proud of it because uh, one of the things i wanted it to be was also to look like a book of fairy tales so yeah, every sto- so every story is illustrated so i did the illustrations as well they're not uh, drawn they're created from oh, do photos you want to give and- us a sneak peek of that pardon you want to I'm give us a sneak peek in- of the inside yeah let's see if i can this is this is a, a story about Kali. Oh. you can see it you can it's hard to see on the screen probably. but um, one of the stories in here that I I really enjoy is is they're not all full I't here's another one. This is one I really like. I don't know if you can see oh, the two yeah, wow. just dancing together.
0: Oh beautiful.
1: And the <clears throat> the story is just a very, very short, almost like a a moment in in time where these the two women are at some event and they're they start to dance together and they just in that moment of the dance they join together almost as as sisters and and by the end of the dance they 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 leave hand in hand <laughs> so that's the story and uh, it's on Amazon, and all anybody has to do to find it is to to look on Amazon um, for "Goddess Dreams" in my name, Peggy O'Toole, and it'll pop up. It's it's in three formats, so you can if you like ebooks, it's there with the color pictures, and the hardcover also has the color pictures. The soft cover cover is cheaper and has black and white pictures, but some people like to carry them in their purses or whatever (laughs) so I have that available as well that's incredible beautiful and what I would like to offer your listeners if they're interested in in uh, writing or their creative side is if they want to get in touch with me at my email address that you'll leave in the notes um, I will send them 12 writing prompts that are like the ones that I used but i'm writing myself now so (laughs) i don't need marcy anymore to do that for me and um i so that you can become a creator yourself and if you want to later on and you're proud of one of your stories you can send it to me and i will give you the opportunity to be a a guest author in my next book which i've already started wow Wow, amazing (laughs) Incredible. So we'll make sure
0: we have the link for Amazon and how to email you in the show notes there. So do be sure to look at that. Everyone who's listening and watching, it'll be there for you. Peggy, it's been such a pleasure, a real honor to be with you today. And especially in the midst of some intense grief right now that you can show us, you know, how to show up and still smile and be present and still live your life and celebrate what else is happening in your life while still honoring the things that might not feel so good? So I, I so appreciate you. Thank you for joining us. Oh, and thank you, Jennifer. It's been a, it's been really fun. Thank you. Absolutely, and I want to thank each and every one of you that have been listening and watching on awaken and ascend. And we'll see you again next time. Bye for now. <laughs>